0: Hello and welcome to night number four of 31 Nights of frights, year four, the Stephen King of Horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Tonight's episode is a fun one and it's one that's actually written and directed by Stephen King himself. King has even gone on record in saying that he doesn't even like this movie. But I think it's time to announce the movie starring Emilio Estevez and the music of ACDC. This is the 1986 Stephen King written and directed Maximum Overdrive. It's kind of weird that I gave the music of ACDC as a starring character here in the movie, but I think that's probably appropriate. We'll get to that in a little bit. The plot of this one is even bizarre in itself. It's when Earth passes through the tail of a Rhea M rogue comet. All machines come to life. Everything that is mechanical, it's now alive. There's a group of survivors at the Dixie Boy truck stop and they're trying to survive the onslaught of trucks that are there to kill them. Maximum Overdrive is based on the short story by King himself called Trucks which appeared in the Night Shift book or at least that's where I read it. I actually saw the movie Maximum Overdrive before reading the short story. It was only when I was reading the Night Shift book that I came across and I'm like oh this is Maximum Overdrive and it was a fun read. But I will say that the movie is a lot more fun. Stephen King has called this his idiot movie. I don't know if that's really the appropriate way to describe this movie. Sure, it's dumb, but the thing is, is that it's dumb fun. So it definitely serves a place as far as just shut your brain off, sit down, and enjoy it. A lot of the things in this movie are really enjoyable. For one, the opening scene is awesome. The movie starts off with ACDC's Who Made Who? with our first glimpse of the drawbridge accident where tons of people are on the drawbridge and it just so happens to start raising by itself. Speaking of drawbridges, they are a scary thing if you think about it. If you're at the wrong spot on that, well, you're screwed. But with the way it's depicted in Maximum Overdrive, it's just an awesome scene. We have that moment of getting us into the movie with the ACDC music along with wasting zero time getting into the movie and showing us what's happening. That is something to be said about Stephen King, the director, because his script seems like it might have been pretty slim, but everything here is super efficient. It more or less establishes what it is right from the opening moments. While we're on the subject of writing and directing, there is nothing wrong with Stephen King's direction here. I think he did well. There's a lot of shots that are not bad at all. I've seen many films made by better filmmakers, and they didn't turn out near as well or as entertaining as what Maximum Overdrive did. For this to be Stephen King's directorial debut, it really isn't bad. The only thing I can think of is maybe George A. Romero gave him some pointers on how to set up shots and what to do because you would think that with somebody that doesn't have a directorial background, how in the world did they make a movie that turned out as well as what it did? With Stephen King and George A. Romero being friends, I think that probably worked out well in the movie's favor. There's a lot of fun things about this movie. For one, the opening montage of different things happening, such as the soda machine killing a Little League coach. It's ridiculous, but you know what? It's fun to see. We even get to see one of the Little League players get chased by a lawnmower. Later in the movie, when our survivors are trapped at the truck stop, we see the trucks communicate with our survivors by Morse code. So that is actually a pretty brilliant idea. As far as casting goes, I think it was a great idea to have Emilio Estevez in this movie. This was when he was more or less at the top of his popularity in the 80s. I heard that he didn't really like this movie that much, but I think he should be proud of it because it's a blast and he's actually really good in it. Another one that I enjoyed in the movie is Pat Hingle. I don't see how you could watch this movie and not laugh at some of the quips that he says. He's near perfect in his role as the owner of the Dixie Boy truck stop as well as being an overall scumbag good old boy from the South. As far as other people that you may have seen or heard, you have Yardley Smith, who is best known for her voice as Lisa Simpson on The Simpsons. She's here, and believe it or not, her actual voice is pretty much Lisa Simpson's voice. So that's an even greater level of entertainment for me, because we have Lisa Simpson essentially yelling throughout this movie. You can even keep your eyes peeled and see a very young Giancarlo Esposito, who, of course, we know from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He winds up getting electrocuted by an arcade machine. Surprisingly, I was able to say that without laughing. And did I mention that all of this carnage involving trucks and machines killing people is set to ACDC? It seems that Stephen King is a fan of ACDC, I know he's a fan of classic rock in general, but all of the songs that he chose for the different scenes in the movie, they really work well. Surprisingly enough, anybody that knows Stephen King's writing, we know it to be somewhat on the vulgar side, and then it can also get to be pretty gory at times too with his descriptions. This movie doesn't really have a whole lot of blood and gore, it seems that a lot was cut out to appease the MPAA, Sadly, there is a unrated cut or NC-17 cut, but it seems that Stephen King has that locked away. With King's opinion on his own movie, I don't think we will ever get to see that. I, for one, would love to see it. I know a lot of people out there probably would because this does have a little bit of a cult following to it. Another moment of where Stephen King showed his... Dislike of this film is that he was asked why he didn't direct another film He told that person just watch Maximum Overdrive It kind of bugs me that this movie was panned Critically and King has such a dislike of it because it really is a fun film I have fond memories of watching this on TNT and I believe USA Possibly when I was growing up. I know TNT for sure Of course, it was cut down for TV and such, but it didn't hurt my enjoyment of this film in any way. It wasn't until I rented it that I got to see it in all of its full R-rated glory. It should be of no one's surprise to find out that this was also a box office flop. It was probably due to the fact of, for one, the bad reviews, for another, the fact that I don't think people were expecting a movie that was as jokey as what it is. I totally understand what Stephen King was going for here. It may not work 100% of the time, but the movie is never not fun. With the music, with the different situations that happen throughout the film, it's always engaging. It's a short, hour and a half of your time and is extremely enjoyable. It almost makes me wonder if Stephen King got this dislike of his movie after critics panned it and after it wasn't a box office success. I don't know. I can't imagine that he released the movie and was, yeah, I'm releasing a bad movie onto the world. I think he only saw that it was a so-called bad movie after critics pointed out the shortcomings of the film. This is a movie that I recommend. It's really fun to watch. It's not very long. It's paced really well. It never really lets up. It's there for about an hour and a half and then it's gone, but it's fun while it lasts. It should also be noted that Maximum Overdrive was remade into a film called Trucks that was on the USA Network. It doesn't have the ACDC music, it has a little bit of a darker feel to it, it's not meant to be fun. And sadly, the remake of Maximum Overdrive, which is supposed to be, I guess, closer to the original story source material, it's not very fun at all. While I recommend Maximum Overdrive, I cannot really recommend the remake Trucks. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam If you need to catch up on past episodes of either Adam Analyzes or 31 Nights of Frights, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, feel free to send me an email to adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. But with that being said, be kind and good night. See you tomorrow on night number five.